What's going on? Welcome to another Start Sit Saturday episode. And man, let me tell you, it is no ordinary Start Sit Saturday episode because it is not just me today. Yes, the, all three of us are back on the podcast together. I oh, I am so happy. Cameron and Tyler are back with me. Hello, 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 fellas, ladies how, and gentlemen, ladies, <laughs> fellas. How I, I can say that? Like we're all back together, fellas. Oh, how are we fellas. doing? We're doing pretty well now. That's for sure. Yeah this uh, this feels like home. This feels, feels like, like home. Feels like home. It is. You know, not saying that working with either of you guys, you know, when we're recording is just a pain, but you know, it's just not the same. It's not, it's the, not same. the same. You know, it's a pain to work with Ty. But... <laughs> okay. When your I laptop, wasn't going to be the person to say it, but when your laptop pushes in 15 minutes behind everyone else, it's <laughs> not convenient for anybody. <laughs> well, we are clearly, clearly we're stoked to be back together. Yes. Uh, not just your typical, talking uh weekly weekly stats fantasy football uh but we're gonna give you all the players you should start this week and you'll get to hear from both cameron and tyler this week and not me just trying to do their picks justice normally mm-hmm. i do my best but uh you get to hear from from them on their thoughts on their starts and sits we'll have uh, some player props wrap out the episode and we're gonna do something new today okay. we're gonna add Ooh. we're gonna add a little bit of dfs action we're going to Ooh. we're going to create some dfs lineups uh, I don't know if we'll be able to pin them head to head to head because I don't know if we'll all be able to be on an episode together to do that every single week. But I think there's a lot of players that we like in DFS this week. So we thought, why, why don't we throw out a few lineups? So looking forward to closing out our episode with that too. So, yes. man, I am looking forward to this week. There are a lot of great starts this week, I think, mm-hmm. across the board. It seems like in past weeks there have been uh, some struggle buses, if you will. Uh, it seems like it's been tough to predict a few positions. Running back, for instance, last week was tough to predict. But it's a pretty open field this week. Mostly because, yeah. what, the Broncos and give me the other teams. The Rams. Rams, thank you. I'm like, it's cool. It's a big-time wide receiver. Uh, mostly because those two teams are on by, and there aren't a ton of fantasy-relevant players from those teams. Cooper Cup, they're 100. Well, yeah, if they are relevant, they're – starters no matter what right exactly exactly so we're looking forward to sharing some starts and sits with you we'll start uh nothing's going to change with the structure we'll start with qb start and sits and we'll just work our way down positionally perfect Uh, so let's let's start it since since i'm a i'm a generous host i won't start with myself cameron worthy we are we are not I am a generous host. Therefore, I will have Cameron. Why don't you share your QB start of the week with us? I went with Cam Newton this week. The whole week I was between Cam Newton and Tua. And I went to both my start in our group chat and Ty had already picked Tua, so it made my decision a little easier. <laughs> uh, Cam's got an amazing matchup this week. And that whole revenge game narrative, I think he's just a little crap. I don't think it matters, but... Washington defense was bad. Then they lost their best player in Chase Young. Now they're really bad. So I just think he's gonna he's probably gonna get at least one goal line touchdown. I would assume he throws at least one. If he throws a second one, then you're really in the clear. Last year he averaged, I think it was 38 yards on the ground with New England. If he does that again, I mean there's an extra four points. It's just, I mean, it's just it's not gonna be pretty. I think it's gonna be like a Jalen Hurts game. Where you don't watch because you're gonna be like, this was an awful game. But then you'll you look plug at the your end nose and, just, and close your eyes for half the game. Yep. And he'll he'll be at 24 points, and you'll be like, I have no idea how he got there. But I, that's that's what I'm expecting from Cam Newton this week. I love that. I love that so much. I'm trying so hard not to buy into the Ron Rivera. Oh, I've saved defensive plays for Cam. Mm-hmm. I'm trying so hard not to believe that because I I truthfully want to see Cam Newton come out and just ball yeah. this week. And I think he probably has, but. Having CMC, you aren't going to bottle him up, and that opens up the field for everybody else, like no tomorrow. So I think that's that's the X factor that even if he has plays for Cameron, can't game plan for CMC. If you can game plan for CMC, uh, you may as well call the NFL headquarters and tell them to just quit the league because nobody yes. would watch then. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, your quarterback start of the week was Tua. Uh, anything you want to add on him quick? 
he's just got a super, super, super good matchup against yes, a very suspect Jets defense that Let's put it, it has kindly. Let's <laughs> put it kindly. I mean, they've shown up in certain games. Um, I just don't see this being a game where they need to show up, right? Because they, I mean, sure, you're going to prove it to the three and seven Miami Dolphins. Woo, good <laughs> for you, right? Like, that's, I mean, I think the Tennessee game, right? They had to prove to everyone, including Tennessee, hey, we're not just, you know, we're not horrible. Yeah. We, when we try, really hard to beat you we will yeah i think Tannehill sold like 18 20 fantasy points in that game too exactly <laughs> so yeah i mean and how often miami throws the ball to uh i mean two three touchdowns closer to 300 yards probably that's what i'm expecting out of two of this week i love love two as a start of the week this week i want justin herbert mm-hmm. and mostly because it's he's been so much trivial recently not sure what, what Justin Herbert you're going to get every week. And on paper, this matchup isn't great, but Steelers are going to be without TJ Watt. They're going to be without their top quarter, Minka Fitzpatrick. They're going to be without their top safety, Joe Hayden. Field day. Field day for Keenan Allen. Absolute field day. Their, their perimeter um, defense already wasn't great. Yeah. And so I think uh, the Steelers have been fine against quarterbacks. I don't think they get as much of a pass rush on – Justin Herbert this week. I think he has time to push the ball downfield. I think he, if he has to, screw it. He dumps it off to Eckler. And who's there to chase Austin Eckler down? Nobody. So yeah. give me Justin Herbert in a big bounce back game with the Steelers this week. At home. Prime yeah, prime time. Right? Like, great weather. <laughs> set a, get the record lock, straight. Get it right. Lock it in. Lock it in. Love Justin Herbert this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback sits. Uh, Tyler. Why don't you share your quarterback sit of the week with us? My quarterback sits is uh, the same as Cameron. So if we it's same as Luke, oh, it's the same this. as all of us. <laughs> is it all of us? Yes. Oh, all of How us. How about that? How convenient. We'll make it easy for you. Yeah. Carson Wentz has arguably the worst matchup of the week. And it's going to be a very, I mean, I think Indy will find a way to compete in the game. It, I just don't think there's going to be many scoring opportunities for Wentz in this game. So he can rack up yards, but it may it won't turn into scores. And and Indy's shown their hand too that they love Jonathan Taylor in the red zone. So the chances of him actually putting up tutties, as we say, very slim against a very very stingy and tough Buffalo defense. Tredavious White on Michael Pittman this week. Shut stout. down. Shut down. Stout. Shut down. Stout uh, run defense of the Bills as well. The Colts want to establish their offense with the run. And something tells me they're going to just keep trying to do that and it's going to keep not working. Yeah. And that leads to no success for Carson Wentz in my eyes. So, yes. Uh, clearly, across the board, we all are out on, on Carson Wentz this week. Uh, we don't even need to run through any of the other options. We'll just go right on to running backs. My running back start of the week is the incredibly inconsistently consistent Miles Gaskin. I can't believe I'm telling you to start Miles Gaskin this week because I have been anti Miles Gaskin all year. It's an odd week. Let me tell you, it's an odd week. He, I, I, <laughs> I saw this on TikTok the other day. Uh, our friend, the prophet posted a video and he said, what if I told you miles Gaskin has actually been the most consistent player in fantasy football this year. And I knew exactly where he was going because on even weeks, uh, miles Gaskin has been a load of garbage and on odd weeks, he has been really, really good. <laughs> it's week 11. It is an odd week. I'm not saying you should use that as hashtag analysis, but also hashtag analysis. Uh, give you give you that for free. I'll give you that for free. That one I'll give to you for free. This one you actually got to pay attention and listen hardcore to. Uh, the Jets are just historically bad against the run this year. They've allowed 17 rushing touchdowns. They've allowed the third most yards this year. 17 is five more rushing touchdowns than the next closest team, which is the Chargers at 12. So 
Jets are bad. They're really bad. Miles Gaskin, odd week. I'll bank my odds there. They're on pace to give up 2,000 rushing yards this year. There, there you is. go. There it is. There's the math. Were you, Cam, were you in your office this whole time just punching away the numbers? Oh, 100%. You want to know how many <laughs> touchdowns they're on pace for? I can give you that real quick. 29 touchdowns. Oh, oh running backs. my goodness. It's nearly two touchdowns a game to running backs. Yes. 1.7 touchdowns a game to running backs. Why can't the Vikings play the Jets this year? <laughs> Wait, actually, have the Jets had their bye? Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, then never mind. Wait one second. Oh, it's more. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. 32. Oh, oh. a game. <laughs> Forgot to add that extra three touchdowns in there. They're averaging 1.9 touchdowns against per game to running backs. That's Miles just running Gaskin. backs. Miles Gaskin, start him up. Fire him up. <laughs> Fire him up, please. Yeah. Lock. Sam Darnold had two rushing touchdowns against the Jets. I'm pretty sure. That's right. <laughs> so if you want to go rushing touchdowns, it's even more than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be more than that. Uh, yeah, Miles Gaskin against the Jets this week. Love Miles Gaskin this week. I can't believe I said that out loud. But uh, Cameron and Tyler, you guys want to quick share who your uh, starts of the week at running back are? David Montgomery, he's top 15 for the injury, came back last week. He had all the work. Uh, Ravens are giving up. I think you put the stat in our Discord, 24.5 points per game to running backs. I could see him hitting 16-plus this week. Easy. Top 15 play this week. Yes. Yeah, mine's uh, a Dallas Cowboys running back, but not the one you think. I'm saying it's Tony Pollard. And the only – and there's a a couple – you know, tidbits as to why I chose Pollard. He's definitely not going to be your top two running backs, but he's a flex play for sure this week. 100%. Last week against Atlanta in that like 43 to three, just demolition of Atlanta, he had six receptions. And to further, I guess, to, you know, what could possibly happen this week against Kansas City. There's no Alvin Kamara or Amari Cooper. Oh, oh, almost said the completely <laughs> incorrect player. Amari <laughs> Cooper is out with COVID. Mm-hmm. Michael Gallup's back, so that at least covers the wide receivers just a little bit. But they they will need to use more people than usual. And uh, between Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard. I'll hedge my bets on Pollard just because he can also rush the ball. So he's just a more of a dual threat than Schultz is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he had six receptions in that blowout last week. We saw him get plenty of work week one against Tampa as well. It could be one of those games. So don't hate that at all if you need him as a flex play. Cameron, your sit of the week at running back. I went with the entire Eagles team. Yes, he did. (laughs) Uh, Miles Sanders is back, and the amount of crap that's coming out of Nick Sirianni's mouth makes me so scared of what that backfield is going to look like that I don't think they're going to be crazy relevant fantasy-wise anyways. And this Saints team has been really good against the run. They have. Very good. Insanely good. So I just – his first week back, the way he's talking, I, I'm not going to mess around. I almost have the Titans running backs because they're kind of the same. I don't want to mess with them. Um, it's a weird committee that it kind of feels like Deontay Foreman's going to be the first kind of feels like my Sanders going to be the first, but you know what? It could just change at any second. And so uh, disgusting game against the saints. I would not touch any of them. The hundred percent agree. I, ugh, ugh. what a disastrous week for miles Sanders to come back. Yes. There was some glimmer of hope for Jordan Howard to at least like have a, like a stretch of a flex play this week, but oh yeah, yeah I am avoiding all of them this week at all costs. Mm-hmm. Tyler, I'm just going to speak on behalf of both of us because we have the same running back sit this week. Alex Collins, the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, Chris Carson is out for the season, but I am just I'm I'm staying away from Alex Collins this week. Uh, even though he's getting lead back duties. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I don't trust him this week. I don't trust him because this Arizona team is really good. They're really good up front. Um, 
and oh goodness sorry i'm glancing over my notes here so i can make sure i give accurate numbers this time i like scared myself after just trying to to, to pull miles Stan- or miles gaskins numbers out of out of my rear end uh yeah alex collins he's been bad the last three games too 15.7 total fantasy points over the last three games I, I want nothing to do with him this week. Cardinals yeah. Cardinals defense is good. Tyler, you can add anything you want to in there as well. No, I mean we've seen with this offense. I yeah, I mean, you can't take the past like four or five weeks with Geno under center as the same for when Russ is in. Um, but the whole thing this whole offseason for Seattle was um what was it? Was it pace? They want to pick pace. up the pace. That means that you don't really want to run the ball. It, it kind of does, but at the same time, it doesn't because you're just going to go with whatever's quickest, right? Right. And so that's very, very opponent dependent. And for Arizona, like you said, Lucas, they're just good up front. And I just, I don't expect them to get anything really going on the ground. Yep. 100% agree with that. Tyler, I'm going to come right back to you for your start of the week, a wide receiver. This is a guy I'm calling the next Bobby Trees. Oh, you're going to give the Bobby Trees title to Hunter Renfro? If you think about it, he has probably the most safe floor in all of fantasy football right now. Arguably. And he he just sits at it. (laughs) I mean, and uh, what did we say about Robert Woods for the last three years? Mr. Floor. He's got a floor of 12 a game. Hunter Renfro has a floor of 12 a game. That's exactly why I'm starting him. <laughs> because he, you can only go up technically, right? Like, yeah. And, and the other thing, too, the way that you beat the Cincinnati defense is you get the ball out quick, mm-hmm. right? If you hang on to the ball in the pocket and take it, take it from us Vikings fans that watch Kirk Cousins just get eaten up alive by Cincinnati, it's because he was holding on to the ball for too long. When he got it out quick, big plays happened. And I think that's how you beat Cincinnati. Get the ball out quick. Their run defense is respectable. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a little bit, it'll be a little tough for Vegas, who's not really had super great success on our on offense as of late. Um, but again, if you get the ball out quick, you can beat the Cincinnati defense. And Renfro is the go-to guy for Carr when he needs to get it out quick. So I'm expecting nine, 10 targets, six, seven catches, 60 some yards, potentially a score. And if he scores, it's icing on the cake, right? We saw that last week. He automatically jumps from 11 fantasy points to 17. That was a difference of being, uh, I believe, borderline top 20, 12 is on top 12. So love that for Hunter Renfro this week. Totally agree with that pick. And if you have Renfro, he's your wide receiver three. Like the few people, unless you're decimated by injuries, have him as their wide receiver two. You know, so I mean, you're you're okay with getting eleven on the flex, and then 100%. you're you're excited to get eighteen. So that's I mean, I I couldn't agree with that one more. A hundred percent agree with both of you there. My start of the week at wide receiver. How about Brandon Cooks? He's got Tyrod Taylor back, who struggled in his first game back in in week mm-hmm. nine. They had the bye week. Now there, I I have to assume Tyrod is is back to a hundred percent health, uh, and that connection is back. They've had a week to prep for it. They're facing the Titans, who allow the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers this year. Let's be real. This Titans team is good. They're tough. They're going to be putting it on the Texans. Texans are going to have to pass the ball. They always have to pass the ball to keep up with teams. Yeah. Uh, and Brandon Cooks uh, has only gone under nine fantasy points twice this year. Some people are concerned about rain. Rain is in the forecast after 2 p.m. It's a noon game. I'm not concerned one bit. Give me all the Brandon Cooks this week. Cameron. Look at that research, Look at that research coming in. I'll, uh, I'll be honest. TikTok is a lifesaver. Someone commented <laughs> in. So I went and looked and I gave them a, a qualified answer. So they there forced you go. My research. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even think about weather. Uh, Cameron, your start of the week at wide receiver is uh, a little bit of an interesting one. I went Cole Beasley here, and Beasley's a guy who's uh, multiple times. I figured you knew this, Ty. I figured that's why you're sending me so many trades for Beasley. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, Cole Beasley 
he's done really well against bad or bad defenses and games that they do really well in. And I'm projecting Indy to score a lot of points against this bad Indianapolis defense. And so he's a guy that's had multiple, I think three games or four games out of, so about half his games, he has uh, double digit targets. I would be shocked if this is one of those, if this isn't one of those games. And when he has double digit targets, he ends up playing very well. And so I don't know. I just think he's kind of, I think he's going to be in that Hunter Renfro range where he's a minimum of 12 fantasy points this week. And he scores a touchdown. He's up in that 18 to 20 range. That was why I picked Cole Beasley this week. 100%. Uh, the targets over the last, and it, it, last week was a fluke because mm-hmm. if your name wasn't Stefan Diggs, you didn't get past the football. Yeah. Stefan Diggs had 13 targets. The next closest person, three. Yeah. And last year, that's how the offense ran. And Cole Beasley still got his. And so I think even if they go back to that this week, it's he's going to find himself more involved in that offense. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think I think Cole Beasley is a fine play this week if you need to at your flex spot. Sits at wide receiver. I'm glad this one came to me because I'm about to go on a rant. Oh, let's hear it. Marvin Jones Jr. Oh, dude, we have a prop on him. <laughs> you should have told me he was your sit of the week. <laughs> I didn't pick- that until you posted the props. Uh, honestly, I don't hate the prop i don't hate i don't hate his over yardage i don't know if i'd advise betting it i would stay away a little bit but i don't hate it i don't hate it mostly because it could be his week he's only 44 yeah it's right that's the thing it's 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 low risk i wouldn't put my life savings on it but if you want to you want to sprinkle a few dollars on it just to see what happens i wouldn't blame you here's the thing with marvin jones jr though okay (laughs) i'm just gonna say it and i don't think people are gonna be happy with me that i'm about to say it but I think you're better off starting Jamal Agnew over Marvin Jones Jr. Wow. That's where I'm at. How did I know that was coming? (laughs) And it's not because Jamal Agnew's my guy, right? I love Jamal Agnew. Ever since he came on uh, week, uh, what was it, week seven against the Bengals? Oh, he's been my guy. I love him. I love him. But Marvin Jones, he scored more than eight and a half fantasy points just once. In the last six games, he's only scored one touchdown since week two. And here we go. This is why I'm not a huge fan of the prop, but I, I'm not saying it's impossible. He's gone over 35 receiving yards just once since week three. Ow. <laughs> I, that offense is just abysmal. Yeah. The only pieces you want are James Robinson and Dan Arnold. And I want Jamal Agnew because I like Jamal Agnew now, but Jamal Agnew, you got a fan of me, man. But, oh, Marvin Jones has been so bad. I don't want to trust him against San Francisco. I really don't. I don't know how you can be so bad, but be considered the number one option for an offense. That's all. All it's telling me is they should have taken Mac Jones first overall. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor Lawrence is the problem. Look at how good Mac Jones has been playing this year. It has nothing to do with his weapons or Urban Meyer. It is all Trevor. I was going to say, or the fact that his coach is going out to bars after oh. losing <laughs> football games or anything like that. That's not an issue whatsoever. <laughs> it's the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. It's his problem. Yes. He's supposed to be a winner. He's Winners supposed to lose. call the plays. Yes. <laughs> He's supposed to make the roster moves before every game. Yes. Cameron, hey, you're starting your sit of the week at wide receiver, Chase, Chase Claypool. Claypool. Uh, I, he's been – he's not been good either this year, and it's really not his fault. Um, Big Ben just cannot throw the ball down the field, and that's what he does. Um, he's also – he's comparable to Michael Pittman, except Pittman is aggressive and goes to get the ball, and Claypool does not. Uh, so that, that also works against him. And this Chargers defense, I know they didn't do it last week against Justin Jefferson, but if anyone's going to have a Justin Jefferson week this week, it would be Deontay Johnson on that team. Um, and I just don't see it for him in this car, in the cards. The Chargers want you to run the ball. They do not want the ball to be thrown against them. They want you to run. And the Steelers would gladly run. I heard this stat too. Najee Harris is on pace for 4,000 yards. 
415 sorry. touches this year. Oh, what? yeah. I heard that. I heard that. 415 touches. That's what he's on pace for. So, yeah, I think the Steelers would run the ball if you let them. Have, have the Steelers just not watched football at all with Derrick Henry and the fact that if you run close to 400 times, it never uh, happens again? They, they don't want him to get past his rookie contract. They don't want another Le'Veon Bell. They don't want to be worn down before they get to that point. I want running backs and receiver truth. money. Yes. Give it's me that. The truth. No. It's the truth. You, they want him done by 27, uh, year four, and he's out of the league. That's, that's the way they're running him. That's so, unbelievable. That is that's crazy. unbelievable. But, yeah, that's why I have Chase Coupley as my set. I don't even think – it has nothing really to do with him. It's his matchup. It's who his quarterback is, and it's the way the Steelers are going to run this game. It's 100%. Couldn't agree more. Tyler, yours is interesting because we just talked about Cole Beasley being a start, but you have the other Buffalo Buffalo Bills wide receiver as your set. And you're talking about Stephon Diggs, right? I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. It's Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, we picked him over 83 yards, but we are picking him as the sit of the week. He's going to have six fumbles. Um. I don't think there needs to be, or there, there isn't much to say because you can use, you know, Cam's explanation to start Beasley as a reason to sit Sanders. So I'll take, I'll take my 15 seconds to just say this. Emmanuel Sanders is not rosterable anymore. That's a lie. Whoa. <laughs> I disagree. Oh, I like the take, but I disagree. Brother. I said it. I just don't I I I just don't I don't see with Dawson Knox now back uh, with a clear it. opportunity that he had to take over the number two spot. It just hasn't happened. And I get that he can he can post the occasional 18 point game because he can't yeah, I mean he, he you know he'll get four catches, 60 yards and a score, right? That's 16. But regardless, I just, in, I think the only time you ever, I, only time you ever should play Sanders is if they have a matchup against Dallas or uh, Kansas City, but they, Kansas City has been able to, shut them down ish Mm -hmm. in the past. So like, I just don't see a reason why Sanders stays on your roster. If you're never going to play him. I get your take. I don't like it because I have him on my team, (laughs) two of our leagues and I'm starting in this week in one of them. Yeah. I mean, he's 34 and he's starting to look 34. Yes. That's a good way of putting it. I I was going to, I was going to throw out his targets from the last, not what I wanted to do. Uh, I was going to throw out his targets from the last couple of games here. Emmanuel Sanders, four targets in week eight. Zach Moss, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis saw more, uh, saw more targets than him. He saw the same amount of targets as backup tight end Tommy Sweeney in that game as well. That's eight, disgusting. Eight targets in week nine, which isn't terrible, but... Devin Singletary also saw eight targets in that game. Clearly, the Bills are starting to pass their running back more, but last week, I mean, obviously, last week's a little bit of a fluke because Stefan Diggs had 13 targets, but two for Emmanuel Sanders. Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie saw more. Matt Breida saw more targets than Emmanuel Sanders last week. I think it's a good way of putting it like you did, Cameron. Emmanuel Sanders is 34, and he's starting to look like he's 34. All that yeah. zip got used up at the start of the year, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to tight end starts of the week. Uh, who do I want to have go first here? Um, mostly because I – is it my turn to go first? Did I just go? Cameron yeah. go first. It's me first. Cameron, tight end start of the week. I love your tight end start of the week. I almost tried to make him mine, but I couldn't do it. So I went Dan Arnold. And the reason I went Dan Arnold is in the last five weeks he's played. Um, so the first four weeks I don't count because he was under 50% snap share this 
first four weeks. And then since he's been above 50% snap share, he's gone 10.4. Then he went down to a four. Then he went 14 points, 10 points, and 13.7 points. And in those weeks, he went eight targets, five targets, 10 targets, seven targets, eight targets. He did all those without scoring a touchdown. He has not scored a touchdown yet this season. And yet he's been putting up double digits in four of the last five weeks. Who's more likely to score a touchdown this week, Dan Arnold or Marvin Jones Jr.? Dan Arnold. I would. I mean, just targets-wise, he has to be more likely, you know? Um, and, I mean, he's gotten – he's put up at least 60 yards in the last three, three weeks, had um, seven targets more in the last three weeks, uh, four more catches in the last three weeks. He puts up a touchdown, he's pushing 18, 20 points. Yeah. I – I really like Tyler Conklin last couple of weeks because he's been getting a lot of targets, but I think Dan Arnold's better start than him. I, I think, think Dan Arnold's. I think Dan Arnold right now is a top twelve tight end. Hundred percent agree. Uh, I and and some people are might be taken aback by that, but he is. Dan Arnold is at a position that's just so desperate for relevance. Mm-hmm. Dan Arnold has made himself relevant. Yeah, and I mean Trevor Lawrence has struggled through the ball to everyone, but Dan Arnold six six two twenty. That's a pretty big target. And when nobody else is getting open, you're going to look for the biggest guy on the field. Yep, 100%. Right over the middle, can't miss him every single time. Yep. Tyler, your start of the week at tight ends gets his QB1 back this week. Supposedly. 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 And <laughs> there's a little spoiler we uh, with our DFS action coming up here soon. Ooh. The reason why I chose specific defense that I did was because I am not expecting Arizona to start Kyler because I'm pretty sure they have they have a buy next week. Yes. It's and up I, to Kyler though. That's what they said. And I I don't I mean you're eight and two, right? Eight and mm-hmm. two. You've got you got games on games ahead of teams that are behind you in standings. Don't force it, right? Like I get the other issue too is Colt McCoy. Because to me, I think if McCoy's out, Kyler will then say, like, I will start. Yeah. But if Colt is okay to go, Kyler will say, Yeah, I'll I'll set this one out. So with this all in mind, go ahead. Colt practiced fully on Friday and is expected to be ready to go if needed. Yeah. So I'm going to change my starting tight end of the week. Ooh. On the show? On the show. On the podcast. This is the part that we clip right here. (laughs) (laughs) So people are missing out. Exclusive content. Exactly. Exactly. Um. And I'm going to change it to the guy that Lucas is actually starting. Yes, sir. Let's go. So you can just take away the explanation here, Lucas, because we got the we got the same start of the week. Pat freaking Fryermuth, baby. <laughs> I freaking love Pat Fryermuth. I oh, I could sit and talk about Dan Arnold and Pat Fryermuth. For an entire episode, if I if I was given the opportunity to, the best rookie in the draft class or twenty twenty one draft class, Hands best up. tight end. Did we did we prematurely award the rookie of the year award? <laughs> we might have. We Chase might have prematurely <laughs> awarded the rookie of the year award to Jamar Chase instead of Pat Fryer. Jamar Chase gonna have like fifteen hundred yards receiving. and Najee Harris got four four hundred fifteen touches. We want Fryer. Don't matter. Youth tight end one rest of the season. <laughs> no, Muth. I look, even in a game last week where he didn't have Big Ben, I mean, that was the big thing, right? Is Muth had been tight end three since Juju went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been incredible because someone has to run across the middle and catch the short passes the, that Big Ben can throw because that's the only pass he can throw anymore. Someone has to catch those. And Pat, right? Pat has been the biggest beneficiary of the Juju loss. Mm-hmm. Even without Ben last week, Mason Rudolph targeted him nine times. How he only had six fantasy points, I don't know because the Lions are bad. I guess yeah. Mason Rudolph is just worse. 
the fumble didn't help either. I, I mean, fumbles don't help, right? But even at that point, you only had eight fantasy points. Oh, just frustrating. Just frustrating. But the Steelers are preparing for Big Ben to play this week. Yes. I'm expecting him to start this week. Uh, yeah, and cleared. Muth should be in your lineups. Uh, mm-hmm. I have him as a – I think I have him as a top seven play this week against the Chargers. Oh, that's, that's spicy. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where, to remember I, got where you. I had Kyle I got Pitts. You. Yeah, check that yeah. fact check for me quick. It's you easy got, with seven or eight. You got him at seven, but you didn't rank Pitts because we didn't do Pitts this week because we posted yep. him after Thursday Night Football. Because we posted him after Thursday Night Football, right. So I uh, I love Muth. I love Muth this week. Again, Chargers funnel everything to the middle of the field. They don't want you to beat them on the perimeter. Either beat them up the middle uh, or in the middle of the field. So love me some Pat Fryer Muth this week. Tyler, I'm going to, since, since you uh, didn't get to explain uh, your start of the week at tight end, you and Cameron have the same sit of the week at tight end. Ty convinced me of the sit of the week, so he, he can explain all of it. Yeah. Does your pick have, does your pick change at all because of one person being out on this offense now? I'm not, not for me. I'm a little, uh, I'm not as confident as I once was when I originally said Dalton Schultz as a sit for tight ends, but I'm still fairly confident that he's still not going to be worth the start. Um, We'll really get to see what this offense looks like against a a formidable opponent Um, because I still think it's an absolute joke that broadcasts, you know, crews were asking each other, can Atlanta make a push for the playoffs? I just think that was an absolute joke. And Dallas just showed everyone like, oh yeah, Atlanta's like miles away from <laughs> really being like that competitive. Mm-hmm. So we'll really get to see what this offense is. And still, it, yeah, it doesn't help that Amari Cooper is out for the game, but with the return of Michael Gallup and how much this offense wants to use both Zeke and Tony Pollard. There's four guys right off the bat, including CD lamb. Then there's four guys that will get for sure usage in the offense. And I just think we're going to see a lot of shotgun from the Cowboys and that favors uh, Cedric Wilson more than it does Dalton Schultz, in my opinion. Yeah. So I just, I don't like, um, I just don't like this matchup for Dalton Schultz. And if we're, I mean, if we want to go to an extreme, Tyron Matthew could be, it like might be shadowing Dalton Schultz That'd over the middle fascinating. of the fascinating. That'd be fascinating if he does. I would love to see that. Which like, I don't think it'll happen, but you when you think tight end matchups, you automatically think safeties, right? Just because they're already in the middle of the field, which is why we're not so high on Darren Waller this week. Just <gasps> got a good safety matchup, but um, yeah, I just I think Schultz is not so much he's not fallen out of the offense; he's just gotten squeezed out. No, I that agree. totally that totally makes sense. I was curious because, yeah, now that there's this return to a Michael Gallup is out, therefore we run more two tight end sets and we run Dalton. We actually have Dalton run more routes than anything else. Um, but if it's also a single week thing, I don't know if they'd want to go back to changing their offense that rapidly either. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, Amari Cooper being out bodes well for Schultz only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Everyone else is severely impacted by Cooper not being in this game. Mm. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. My sit of the week, uh, Evan Ingram. And this is like, this is my classic. Like, I don't want to tell you to sit someone who's probably a top 12 option on the week. I mean, honestly, I probably would have leaned Pitts this week um, if we were picking Thursday night football. But here's the thing. I, I start to question, do you chase the hot hand? That's kind of the game I play with my sits of the week at tight end. Of, do you chase the hot hand? Because first it was CJ Uzama. I told you, don't chase his hot hand. 
I hope you listen because he followed up his 20-point week with 3.6. Jared Cook, literally every other week, he puts himself into relevance again because he scores 10-plus fantasy points. And you're like, oh, I can start this guy. And then I say, no, because he has a bad matchup. And in bad matchups, he doesn't do well. So this week, it's Evan Ingram. He's had 10 fantasy points in his past three games. Gets a Tampa Bay defense, which has been top five against tight ends the past five weeks, I believe, actually. Uh, look, I get the weapons are kind of depleted in, in New York, but they'll have Galladay. They'll have Tony. I haven't checked Slayton, but I just, I, I don't trust Danny Dimes to get it done even against a depleted buck secondary, which has actually been significantly better in the past weeks. They haven't been giving up as many mm-hmm. big plays. They've only given up two, um, touchdowns of wide receivers in the past four weeks, I believe. So I am, uh, so even in that case, right. I'm, I'm not trusting this, this, uh, Bills this Giants passing attack this week against Tampa. So yep. do don't chase an up production. Do we have an update on Saquon as well? Saquon is playing this week. Yes. He is not. He, he is. is. He is. Yes, he, he is, is playing this week. Expected to play us. Yeah, he is expected to play this week. So that doesn't help Ingram out. Yeah, either. I mean Ingram is pretty much Hunter Henry on a worse offense in a worse matchup. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Those are our starts and sits of the week. Obviously, that segment went a little bit longer than normal because we actually have all of us in on a podcast together. So, of course, we're going to do more explanation on our own picks. So, those were our starts and sits. Let's quick cruise through uh, player props we like for this week. Yes. Uh, These are some great props this week. And you want to know what? Uh, Well, you can check out our full uh, list of player props on our Discord uh, fantasy football fellows on there. You can click the link in any of our social media and click on join our discord. You can see all of our uh, player prop picks that we like there, but the ones we're going to talk about today. Oh baby. If you're not betting overs, I don't want to talk. I love <laughs> taking the overs. Yes, sir. Love taking the overs. You're no fun if you bet unders, but there are some realistic like Darren Waller's on this week. We won't talk about Darren Waller here, but Darren Waller's one that we like under this week. Yeah, he definitely is. Let's start with, uh, we got some big names on here. Let's just cruise through three. Let's each take one and talk about why we like it so much. Um, uh, Tyler, I'm going to give you Stefan Diggs over 83 and a half receiving yards. Why do we like that line this week? Uh, Let me find my handy dandy notes real quick. Um, The Colts defense are, uh, they give up the, what was it there? They give up. Oh my goodness. 40 points to receivers pretty much. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to receiving yards, right. Cause that's the only thing that matters when it comes mm-hmm. to props. Uh, they are in the top five for most yards allowed to wide receivers and top five allowed to, or a uh, top five receptions allowed. Yeah. So therefore targets are also then top five most allowed this, this indie defense struggles a lot. I mean, they've got they've got good pieces up front. They got nothing outside. So the Bills have shown they want to throw the ball because they don't trust a single running back that they have. Diggs, yeah, eighty three is a bit bit. Uh, it, it's not as comfortable as you would want it to be because we've seen Diggs hit unders before and mm-hmm. with really no explanation why. Right. But for the past two weeks. He's gone over 84 yards. So, and this has been after the bye, right? So this Bill's offense has pretty much gone back to the basics of like, let's go back to digs, like a lot. We'll mix in Beasley. We'll mix in other players if necessary, but Diggs is our guy. And I'm expecting that against Indy this week. Yeah. Indy actually put up a fight, so they'll have to score points. Right. 100%. Yeah, this this Indy team isn't anything to shrug at. But I don't expect the Bills to exactly make this game competitive either. Mm-mm. Yeah. And, and I got to clarify, it's not top five. It's top ten. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know if, if going from top five to top ten. I think they're like six. So I don't think it's right. right. They're like just <laughs> outside the top five. So top five is close enough. Mm-hmm. Cameron, why do we like uh, Christian McCaffrey over 114 and a half total yards this week? His name is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, can we move on? <laughs> Please. <laughs> He's had one game under that, and it was when he played 46% of the snaps, and he had 112 yards. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to take helps. Christian McCaffrey against the one of the worst defenses in the league over 115. Uh, he's unbelievable. He, he is. He will get you 70 and 70, and I think he scores a touchdown this week, and so he's great for fantasy, obviously. We already knew that, but 150. If it's if, – if the line is under 130, I'm gonna I'm going to hit the over in any game. It does not matter the matchup. He, they will play the Bucks in the championship weekend, I think. And if it's under 130, I will hit the over. <laughs> Unbelievable, but it's true. <laughs> oh, the guy's a freak of will. nature for yes, fantasy football. He is the only reason he doesn't hit that number is if he gets injured. Yes, that's the only I time guess. he would never hit that number. Yes, I guess that's the other time he didn't when he was hurt, but right, he played like four minutes. Oh, let's talk yeah. about, uh, gosh, I'm debating whether I would, what, what do you think is more important? Keenan Allen going over 72 and a half or Debo over 75 and a half. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could, I would, I think Keenan's more of a lock, but I think they're both pretty they're safe both, plays. They, they are both very good, safe plays. We yes. like both of them this week, clearly, but Keenan Allen, man, the dude has been so insanely good since the bye. And we literally just talked about it with Justin Herbert. The Steelers are without their top corner, Minka Fitzpatrick, who has been pretty decent against top wide receivers this year. Nothing to write home about, but... Minka's safety, Hayden's corner. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, mix those two up. <laughs> I mean, it, it, didn't ma- it doesn't matter. I was just... <laughs> no, but no, but no. It's good to set the record straight yes. because I definitely just flipped them and I didn't even think about That's it. Right. Yes. Joe Hayden, top corner is out. Minka mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick, out there's not much help over the top. So I don't know if that means a big game for Mike Williams. I hope it doesn't because Keenan Allen at 72 and a half. Uh, can someone pull up the numbers of how many times he's gone over that this year? Because I feel like he's gone over it quite a bit. 72 and a half, uh, three times in the last three games. Yep. Four times in the last five games. And then yep. he did the first two weeks. So he only missed it three times. Uh, and if it's three in the last three games since the bye, give me the over again against this week stealer secondary. Yeah lock it in that's extremely safe this week he's had double digits in all but three games and two of the games that he didn't have double digits he still went over 75 love that love that <laughs> love that love that lock it smash the over on keenan allen this week yes let's close out this episode with a little bit of dfs fun uh oh i didn't even give the pitch player props head on over to thrive fantasy sign up using the promo code fellas f-e-l-l-a-s deposit ten dollars Get two free entries into Thrive's $40,000 contest on Sunday. And if you listen, oh, to this, if you listen the to power this, of and the power of and if you listen to this within the next, well, we'll hope 24 hours, uh, it should be released by 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, if you sign up within the next 24 hours, you get a chance at winning a free jersey of your choosing from Thrive Fantasy. They will buy you any jersey of your choosing. All it takes is for you to go sign up for Thrive Fantasy with the promo code FELLAS, F-E-L-L-A-S, deposit $10 with that same promo code. You'll get entered into a free chance to win a jersey of your choosing. No if, match. You're Jamal, if you're a Jamal Agnew fan, you can win a Jamal Agnew jersey. Oh, baby. Oh, why'd you say that? <laughs> oh, man. Jamal Jamar you're Chase what? or Jamal Agnew? Who are you taking a look at? <laughs> Why'd you ask me that question? Oh, that's like a sin to answer that question. <laughs> it should be against the law. Can I take like a half Keenan Allen, half Joe Mixon jersey? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say Cameron, Justin Jefferson, or Keenan Allen. Oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, that one's a sin to answer too. Don't answer it, Cameron. <laughs> I would I would take Keenan Allen because I'd be more likely to buy myself a Justin Jefferson jersey. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Fair. I would not spend money on a Keenan Allen jersey, but I would like one. I'm gonna use that exact same logic. I don't think I would ever for, I don't think I would ever pay to buy a Jamal Agnew jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to buy a Jamar Chase jersey because let's be real, he'll be relevant for the next 10 years. Jamal Agnew. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll wear next year, and people will be like, "Who's that guy?" I'm like, "Remember this one guy in fantasy who's 26 years old?" <laughs> is he a safety? Yeah, right. That's what that's that's what it'll be. Is he a safety? Uh, <laughs> go sign up for Thrive Fantasy. Promo code Fellas. Deposit ten dollars. They'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to one hundred dollars too. So it's free yes. money, free entries in the contest. <laughs> Heck, even a free jersey maybe. Go sign up for Thrive. What more could you want? Let's close out the episode. 
with a little bit of DFS, a little bit of daily yes, fantasy sir. football <laughs> action. We'll create a few lineups here. I think all of us have a lineup created. Yep. Uh, and we'll we'll compare notes. We'll see if we overlapped at all, if we liked any of the same players. Let's start at quarterback, as we always do. Cameron, who do you have locked in at quarterback this week for your daily fantasy lineup? I took Tua, and I think he's going to have a great week against these Jets. And he was only $5,500. So uh, nice and cheap, great week, great matchup. I mean, when he has good matchups, he puts up a lot of points. He put up 27 against Atlanta. I could see a similar week this week. 100% agree with you there. I love Tua this week. I also have him as my QB at $5,500. Tyler, who do you got a QB this week? I've got Cam Newton. Yes, okay. sir. Me and Ty just flipped the starts of the weeks here. <laughs> he's 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 fifty one hundred on DFS. Mm-hmm. The only thing that scares me a little bit about this pick is that there's only one coach that knows Cam better than Cam, and it's Ron Rivera. It's the he head only... coach of the Washington football team. He is. Oh, okay, good. That's why I yeah. thought. Yeah, yeah. So that that scares me just a little bit. Um, but I'm I'm taking the odds that he has like two goal line scores because Cam Newton, and he's back he's back in Carolina, so he has to make a statement, right? Yes, it has to be. It has to be. Has to be. I like that pick. It's a value pick this week. Clearly, we went values at QB. We didn't pay up for some of the top guys this week, but mm-hmm. I think that'll reflect in some of our other picks as well. In terms of running backs. Uh, I went David Montgomery at 5,500 and Mark Ingram with Alvin Kamara out at 5,400, okay. really opening the door to a lot of flexibility uh, at wide receiver here. Um, look, uh, Saints get the Eagles. Eagles are a bad run defense. I don't think I need to say much more there. I like Mark Ingram this week. He put up 20 in Kamara's absence last week. Monty, top 15 play this week against Baltimore. Are you kidding me? I can get a top 15 play. Borderline top 12 play, I would say, at $5,500. Monty is the smash of the week for DFS lineups. Yes. 100% think you should be starting him in all formats. PPR, non-PPR, Dynasty, DFS, player, whatever it is. Smash the over, smash Montgomery into your lineups this week. Love that. Love that value there on those two running backs, David Montgomery and Mark Ingram. Tyler, who do you have at running back this week? My running backs, um, I went with the bold strategy. I'll include my flex because it is a running back. Oh, no, wait on more... the flex. Wait on the flex. Oh, wait on the flex. Oh, a little bit of a surprise then. A little bit of a surprise. Oh, I, I hinted. I gave you a nice little hint of little who it could possibly be. Right. Little uh, my starting running backs, Montgomery. I don't need to say anything else. And Christian McCaffrey. Oh, baby. I made it work with Christian McCaffrey in my lineup. There you I go. love it. I have the same thing. So, Look at that. We all love Monty Mon- this week. If Monty that and McCaffrey. That tells Genius. you how much of a steal Monty is this week at 5,500. Uh, how much is McCaffrey? 8,900? Yeah. 89. He's two Montgomery's two pretty much. He is. <laughs> I, oh, it's a steal! It's a steal to get McCa- or to to get David Montgomery at fifty five hundred this week. Tyler, who who do you have at uh, your three wide receivers this week? Ooh, already, already. Uh, I got CD Lamb at seventy six hundred. I like it. I've got Brandon Cooks at sixty hundred. Love that. I got Rashad Bateman at forty five hundred. Like that too. Bateman at forty five hundred. I like that. Uh, Bateman will be the supposed fill-in for Hollywood Brown because he's out. Yeah, he's now out. So that's a huge value there for Rashad Bateman. CD is the preferred target for Dak, even when Amari's playing. And now that Amari's not playing, he may get a he may to the moon, to the moon, maybe. maybe. And then Brandon Cooks, like we talked about earlier. This Tennessee defense bends. It doesn't break, but it bends. And Cooks could put up easily eight, eight catches, 80 yards. Maybe a tutty. And maybe even a tutty. Maybe even a tutty. I love it. 
I love that. That's great. And now that Hollywood's out, oh, smash play on Rashad Bateman in DFS lineups yes. this week. I'm goodness. I'm going to go back and change my DFS lineup after this. But Cameron, I'll let you share your wide receivers first, and I'll explain why I want to change mine later. Bateman was my first receiver before Brown was out. I six targets for uh, two weeks, uh, two weeks in a row, and then eight targets last week. And now with uh, Brown out, I just think he's going to be awesome. AJ Brown is my next one. I picked 111 yards a game against uh, Houston in his first four career games, five total or five receiving touchdowns in his first four games. We know of uh, T.Y. Houston. Uh, AJ Brown is turning into that type of player. T.Y. Hilton torches Houston, and AJ Brown, I think, is doing the same. And then I went with the elite stack of Tua <laughs> Tagovailoa and Jalen Waddle. Uh, this defense is t- terrible. Tua's got to throw it to someone, and it's going to be Waddle. I love all those picks because you want to know why I have all those picks in my lineup. I got AJ Brown at 7,700. Uh, love AJ Brown against Houston just torches them in the past four games. Uh, Cameron, did you drop those numbers? Or yeah, no? you did. Yep. Yep. Sorry. I was focusing on trying to do some math. I was going to try and adjust my DFS lineup in real time here, but it's too much work <laughs> and I'll just explain it instead. Um, yeah. AJ Brown, love AJ Brown 7,700 this week. Uh, I also have Brandon Cooks at 6,000, and the stack is real. Give me Tua and Waddle this week. Uh, Jets are very bad against wide receivers in the slot. I think it can be a massive game for Waddle this week. I'll clip through tight end, my tight end here. Um, just saving money. Uh, good, great guy who's been coming on hot recently in a good matchup. How about Cole Komet at tight end this week at $3,400? Ravens have not been great against tight ends in recent weeks. I believe they're 24th in the league against tight ends. So uh, they've been looking to get Cole Komet more involved recently. So I think in a great matchup, uh, looking to save some money too to to put some big-name players into my lineup. Uh, Love Cole Komet this week for DFS. One of you two can go next. All right. I went really saved money. I went $2,900 for David Njoku. I like that. Uh, Brown's got a lot of guys out right now on the receiving core. I think uh, Donovan's people Jones is not going to play. Schwartz was limited all week. And last time something like this happened, David Njoku had seven catches for 149 yards. Uh, this Lions team is terrible. And <laughs> they are going to run all over them. And I expect play action, which is a Kevin Stefanski favorite, will be very nice to David Njoku over the middle. And he will have a lot of catches for a lot of yards. You're telling it's me you, a, don't believe, you don't believe in Tim Boyle this week. Um, I didn't believe in Jared Goff, so <laughs> Tim Boyle will be very difficult. <laughs> Elite at being bad. Especially yes. since he just came off the IR. I uh, No, I like that pick. I don't know if I'd start Njoku in, every, in like redraft, no. redraft leagues. I wouldn't go that far, but in DFS lineups, I think he's totally yes. worth the dark throw this week. Yep. Tyler, I, I did not save money. But it was okay because it all worked out in the end. I took Pat Fryermuth. Okay. Dude, yes, sir. He's at 4,200. So that's a little bit more than your guys's. Still pretty cheap, though. That's yeah. still um, relatively cheap. Tyler, you are my hero. Thank you for giving me that price point. I can now make my change in my lineup. Keep going. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> it's all come together. Thank you. It's Keep this going. <laughs> fine, elaborate plan that has been working and warping around in Lucas's mind has now just clicked. Like, you know, the scene in Avengers Endgame when <laughs> Iron Man's like, you know, the Mobius strip inverted, please, right? And then it hits the first time and he falls back in your chair and he's like, expletive, right? That was Lucas right now. That was great. Um, it was. I heard that number in my mind immediately just, oh, baby. Um, Friar Booth, we've talked. I mean, I don't think there needs to be much more said. He's got a good matchup. He's going to be looked at a lot. He's also a red zone target, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Friar Booth at 4,200 to me feels, uh, feels good. Feels, feels like a great pick. I like it. I like it. Cameron? You want my flex? I already showed my tight end. Yep, you're good. Sorry. I was no, too busy clicking numbers in my head. 
Uh, You're all right. And so, you know, I'm just going to explain it now. Inverted, please. I'm just going to, I'm just going to explain it now so I can explain who my flex play is. I originally had Dalvin cook at my flex. Oh, I was saving that one up, but I have now taken Brandon cooks out of my lineup. I have replaced him with Rashad Bateman. So I save $1,500. Okay. I subtract. I'm going to pay up for CMC. I'm going to pay the 700 extra dollars to get CMC in a better matchup. So I did. That leaves me with $800. Cole Komet was at $3,400. You want to know who's $800 more than Cole Komet? (laughs) Pat Fryermuth, baby. Wow. You like how I worked that out? That was pretty impressive. Oh, this is a game changer. This is a a money maker lineup this week. Mobius strip inverted, please. So now my my flex is Christian McCaffrey at $8,900. I like it. That's a pretty good one. Shoot. Tyler, who's uh who you got at flex this week? Mark Ingram. Yes, sir. Mark Ingram. Uh I know it's I don't I certain pundits I've heard from have said that it's a very it's a little unconventional to put a running back in the flex. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> Mark Ingram went up against a very, very hot Tennessee defense last week and he put up 20. Okay. This Philly defense, their secondary is a little underrated, but the run defense, garbage. Garbage. I think Ingram has a big day on the ground and in the air like he did last week against Tennessee because who else are they going to use? 100%. 100% agree. Is Mark I Ingram love Mark Ingram this week in DFS. I, lo- I love him in redraft. Heck, I'm starting him in redraft this week. I love Mark Ingram this week. Couldn't agree more. Cameron, your flex spot? Well, I was looking in the $6,000 range for a guy that could put up 30-plus, and I found him. He can also put up zero, but I'm trusting in Russ to give Tyler Lockett his 50-point week. Yes, sir. Tyler Lockett in my flex. He's got that boom potential. If I'm going DFS on DraftKings and I am trying to win the million dollars, I need someone to put up a lot of points. And so that guy is Tyler Lockett. Big game against Arizona previously. Yes. He has faith that it'll happen again this year. Yes. Let's quick uh, cruise through defenses. I don't even, let's not even explain defenses. Just give the, give me the defense and the price point. And just because at that point, you're just trying to fit a defense in your lineup. So Cameron, do you have a defense? Bills 3,200 against Indianapolis. Tyler. Seahawks, 2,700. I got the Panthers against Washington at 2,700 as well. I'm changing mine to the Panthers. Holy shit. <laughs> You're kidding. I am not kidding. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> I am not joking. Give me the Panthers. I, I, I saw that, and I, I, I want to go to the Dolphins, right? But the Dolphins are 3,400. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Why would you pay up for a defense when the Panthers play the Washington football team? Yeah. I agree. You I just had extra, so I went Buffalo. <laughs> You know what's worse about this Panthers uh, DFS pick? It's right above Seattle. So I went right past it. <laughs> I went right past it and didn't even go, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I, don't, I don't understand why the Panthers are so low. They, they're, they're, pro- they're a proven defense this year. They've been low every week. 2,700 against arguably one of the worst offenses in the NFL right now. Yeah. Arguably. So, uh, quick read. We'll, we'll quick read off our lineups again one more time. Mine, uh, two at fifty five hundred at quarterback for running backs. I have David Montgomery at fifty five hundred and Mark Ingram at fifty four hundred. Wide receivers: AJ Brown at seventy seven hundred, Jalen Waddle at fifty six hundred, Rashad Bateman at forty five hundred. Tight end: Pat Fryermuth forty two hundred. Flex play: Christian McCaffrey at eighty nine hundred. And I got the Panthers as my defense twenty seven hundred. Cameron, you want to rattle off your lineup, and Tyler, you can bring us home. Yep, two of fifty-five hundred, CMC eighty-nine hundred, David Montgomery fifty-five hundred, my work receivers Bateman forty-five hundred, Brown seventy-seven hundred, Waddle fifty-six hundred. I have Ninjoku at twenty-nine hundred, Lockett at six thousand, and the Bills at thirty-two hundred. Love it. Quarterback Cam Newton at 5,100. Running backs are Christian McCaffrey at 8,900 and Montgomery at 5,500. Wide receivers, Brandon Cooks at 6,000. CeeDee Lamb at 7,600. Rashad Bateman, 4,500. 
Frymouth at a tight Youth. end at 4,200. My flex is uh, Mark Ingram at 5,400. And my defense, Carolina Panthers at 2,700. Not the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast today. Went a little bit longer than usual, but well, I mean, we can't pass up on an opportunity to, to chat fantasy football with, with all three of us fellows on the same call. Uh, make sure to uh, check us out on our socials, FF Fellows on Twitter, the FF Fellows on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellows on Facebook, YouTube, and on TikTok. Love, love our TikTok following, love our TikTok fans. If you're from TikTok, we're appreciative of you. Uh, get other people to listen to our podcast while you're at it. So uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Fancy Football Fellas. We can say it. We are three stooges being dudes. Yes, sir. Yes, Fancy sir. Fancy Football Fellas, Tyler and Cameron will be back with you early next week. Uh, and unless if I can pop on with them, I don't think I will. Uh, are we going to have an extra episode next week? Because it is the holidays after all. It is I Thanksgiving. Don't, I don't think we will be. I have my family's coming up from Florida next week. So unless Ty, you're pulling a solo. We'll have to check the schedule. (laughs) (laughs) TBD. As of right now, we will have one episode. We'll have a start sit Saturday episode for sure. I will record that and make sure that gets out. There should be no reason why we can't have a Friday episode. You'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. There's three stages being dudes. Fantasy football fellas. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces.